0: Hello again and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello again and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast. I am your host now and forevermore, Drew Stoutenberg, and I am joined live in studio as always by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you?
1: Doing great. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I'd love to hear it. Jordan actually just got back from uh, an overnight business trip in Jacksonville, Florida. And to my understanding, you just basically stepped off the plane like two or three hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. True. How, How was it?
1: It, it was good. A great, great trip. Um, Productive. I, I just don't like Florida. I, it, it, the humidity and just... Florida has a smell.
0: It has a smell. <laughs> it has a texture to the air when you go there. Yeah. Except... for not Florida, like a like, bad smell. It's just a... No, like, it, it's just Florida. Yeah. It, it kind of smells like this certain variety of tap water, you know? Like, yeah. It smells like that certain variety of tap water tastes. And I don't know if that makes sense to some of you listeners, but it, it's... I'm actually speaking from experience when I go, oh, I know why, because water in Florida tastes different. Tap water does. That's why. Cause I've spent a lot of time in Lakeland, Florida, for example. And when I drink from the faucets, it's not like drinking from the faucet in Detroit where I'm from, where we've got, we're surrounded by the great lakes. So we've got tons of fresh water or even here in Tennessee, t- tap water tastes normal, but you go down to Florida, the tap water tastes how the air smells. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Are they just like, yeah. Yeah distilling down like the humid air and just like here this is what you drink now that's going <laughs> through your faucets that's... could you imagine um well cool it was a good trip though yeah it was a good trip you got to check out lakeland though i know i just ripped on their tap water and the smell of their air but Lakeland's yeah, it's great. To go we've got a, a decent little lakeland contingent that listens to this podcast and you guys know who you are and i love each and every one of you so from the bottom of my heart as well as jordan's right yeah thank you for listening and caring. Yes. Thank you. Truly. Um, real quick before we even get started, if you haven't already subscribe to the stouting off podcast on YouTube, as well as Apple and follow on uh, Spotify and all the things take five seconds and do that right now. Cause you're not listening live. <laughs> We're going to pick up right where we left off. When you come back, when you just do the double tap, well, I was going to say, do the double tap on your iPhone. Home button but I'm still using an iPhone 7 you probably don't have a home button anymore I'm using an out-of-date phone it's old technology but either way go subscribe and follow on Instagram as well Stouting underscore off what am I missing Jordan is that it yeah is that it for the most part um, guess what I had for breakfast today what Oreos a whole a whole row of Oreos in the <laughs> in the double stuff packaging and then guess what I had for lunch Oreos not Oreos Smores. <laughs> I actually did. Smorios. I made, I had S'moreos. That should be a varietal, like one of their flavor varieties. Cause they do have a zillion different flavors. I don't know if you've walked through the Oreo aisle, the cookie aisle, which Oreo probably owns 25% of the whole thing at our local Kroger here. But no, I had Oreos for lunch or breakfast. And then I had s'mores for lunch. I don't know why I have groceries. I can make sandwiches and stuff that's actually all i can make because i shop really minimally you've seen my fridge before yep. there's there's four things in it yeah sweet vermouth coffee because i make coffee on the if i'm if i'm not doing cold brew i'll make coffee like instant drip coffee you know and then i'll put it in the fridge for 12 hours so it cools down so you've seen that before Yep. got some condiments that expired a couple years ago and then i have lunch meat and that's it <laughs> i live lean so anyway <laughs> oreos for breakfast s'mores for lunch because, so I've had a couple bonfires recently, as I alluded to. Well, actually Lauren on the past episode mentioned, um, we have some bonfires occasionally in the backyard and friends will bring over s'more stuff. And every time the friends aren't going to be like, all right, give, give me my s'more stuff. Anything we didn't use. I got to take back home tonight. You know, they just leave it with me, which is bad. It's dangerous. So I have a bag of s'more stuff, like the, the key ingredients, Hershey's jet pub marshmallows, and uh, and honey grams
1: are the honey grams,
0: but anyway, you don't, this is a recent breakthrough for me. You don't need a fire to make s'mores. You can simply assemble the s'more. You don't stack it yet, but if you just put that in the microwave for 10 seconds, it's, this is a hot take here. It's arguably better than if you do it over the fire because it, the marshmallows thoroughly cooked and then the, the chocolate's already hot too. It's ready to melt.
1: Wow. Have you tried that before? Monica does a version of that in the oven where oh, you put cool. the... Uh, it's like a 500-degree broil.
0: Oh, okay, from the top. Yeah, top you, heat.
1: yeah, you put it you put it in there for like, I don't know, maybe a minute. Maybe. But uh, it's super good. Yeah, it's super good.
0: Yeah, it's great. Honestly, t- s'mores around the campfire or the bonfire or whatever, the bonnie, that's just a novelty. It's just for the experience more than anything. But if you really want the true... <laughs> the true s'more taste in my opinion and you might disagree do it in the microwave or the broiler that's it um there go the four wheelers again do you hear that in the they background? are i mentioned this is actually something i wanted to talk about because i don't know like i said when i grocery shop normally i'm not buying a lot of stuff i go lean i buy chicken and i buy lunch meat and i buy Cream Havarti cheese, and I buy a loaf of bread usually, and then as needed, I'll buy like oh, I need coffee cream, or whatever. It's actually it or coffee beans, grounds. It's Starbucks Pike Place, but anyway. So I, when I grocery shop just a couple days ago, I was like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I want to spoil myself tonight, and I'm going to buy Oreos. And so I go to the Oreo aisle, the cookie aisle, and I was overcome by all the flavor variants that they have going right now. Firstly. There's a party size of Oreos. Did you know this? Party size?
1: Like a larger package? <laughs>
0: yeah. But the, I actually chuckled in the store beneath my mask, you know? Like I was chuckling at the idea of like you getting invited to a party and now nah, I'm not going to bring my bean dip or now nah, I'm not going to bring my, <laughs> you know, my deviled eggs. I'm just going to bring this, this party size portion of Oreos. Like who <laughs> wants to bring Oreos to a party? If you did, if I invited you to a party... And it wasn't a cookie party, a pre-packaged purchased cookie party, and you brought Oreos party size, I'd be like, we're not good anymore. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think you get me. And then I would probably, you know, snack on Oreos, but it's probably for breakfast.
1: Anything better than Oreos though? Well,
0: if you bring, here's the thing, this is a key caveat there. If you bring Oreos to a party, you have to have milk. I cannot have Oreos without milk. Yeah, I can, well, I should say there's a condition there. I can have like one, but after, like after the first one, I need milk. I need, I just need it. It's they're complementary flavors. Yeah. There's a symbiotic relationship in the way that they both enhance one another. When you have them together, listen to all these flavors, red velvet. Have you tried this? No, I don't like red velvet to begin with. So red velvet Oreos, that idea makes me want to throw up for sure birthday cake i think i've tried one of them one time but the thing with birthday cake is that such in this is the same thing with birthday cake ice cream for example cold stone cream we used to have it i can do one or two bites but it's too rich to have for breakfast yeah. a whole sleeve of them like i did today
1: is the cookie part of the birthday cake is that a like a white like a vanilla uh, cracker is uh, it still chocolate do you remember um, i could look
0: yeah i think i think it's a white wafer <laughs> why use wafer i guess that's what they're called though fundamentally like that's the they're, actual term they're chocolate They're chocolate wow extra no thanks then um peanut butter now that's still that's just too rich you're churching it up too much you're doing too much with yeah. peanut butter oreos lemon no chocolate and lemon mix chocolate wafer lemon cream chocolate no sick i'm not even gonna have one of those another one chocolate peanut butter pie chocolate peanut butter pie again like are you trying to make desserts so that like okay for dessert i'm just going to serve everyone one oreo instead of a slice of pie because that's how much <laughs> it's it's a like...
1: whipped cream on the oreo <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually be pretty cool um but that's what i'm saying is like it's there's too much flavor in in a chocolate peanut butter pie oreo and then there's dark chocolate now i like dark chocolate like a little bit at a time. Again, I love it with bourbon. It pairs perfectly with bourbon with pretty much any bourbon, any dark chocolate, the higher cocoa content you can get the better 80%, 90%. But I don't want a dark chocolate Oreo. Cause I don't like double, like anytime there's chocolate, chocolate, you know, German chocolate or like chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The number of times that I just said chocolate in, in the past 30 seconds exceeds the number of times that I've said chocolate in the previous 90 days at least (laughs) chocolate chocolate chip jar chocolate 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 oreos (laughs) carrot cake carrot cake oreos what are you doing you're getting too experimental yeah um okay have you ever had a mega stuff one a mega stuff oreo
1: like beyond double stuff it's
0: beyond it's triple
1: double is double
0: (laughs) and mega stuff is triple
1: no i've never had
0: neither have i and then there's the most stuff Four times the cream. There's only eighteen per package. <laughs> I haven't tried that either.
1: Who the heck is buying these things? I don't Because know. they're making them because people buy them.
0: Dude. Yeah, they're like they did market research and they were like,
1: Yeah, this this checks out. I think there's a demand for this. There's probably a market for this. Hey dad, you need anything from the store? Yeah, pick me up some of the most stuffs.
0: <laughs> pick me up some of the most stuff. It's there's only gonna be eighteen per package and so Just half of one of those is like a daily (laughs) serving of like fat content, you know.
1: I got your mimosas. No, 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 no. I said the most, the most stuffs. No, I said the most stuffs. Not mimosas. Yeah, we're getting
0: brunch and we're gonna have the most stuffs and um (laughs) and bloody marys and the most stuffs and oh mimosas. No, 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 the most stuffs. Um, (laughs) That's extremely dumb, but I like it. I printed. I don't know how I got on this topic. I thought of. Recently, this, this action figure series that my brother and I had when we were kids from the 90s, it was called Biker Mice from Mars. Do you remember that series? No. Biker Mice from Mars were exactly that. They were, <laughs> they were cool, kick-A bikers that were mice, and they were extraterrestrial. And they probably fought crime, but I don't remember that detail. But everything back then fought crime. So anyway, I printed out a list of iconic 90s toys. Tell me if any of these ring a bell. Betty Spaghetti. Have you heard about Betty? Betty Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Tamagotchi, of course. Gigapets. If your parents were trying to save, save $10, you probably got a Gigapet instead of a Tamagotchi. Bop it. Loved that. Did you have a Bop it? Oh, yeah. I thought I was the most coordinated person on planet Earth when I had my Bop it. And I was yeah. like, and I would sit it on my lap, you know? For sure. So I could do like Bop it and twist it and pull it was over here. Yeah. So I could do like both with one hand.
1: You ever have a Bop it extreme? Spin it and flick it? With
0: flick it? No. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Respect. It was good stuff.
0: Really? Yeah. Um, I've, I've played with those before, but I um, I can't say I, I really developed the dexterity that was necessary to succeed. Um, okay, dude. I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Do you remember these inflatable boxing gloves that kids would punch each other with? What were they called? Sock em You're right they're em boppers but you're wrong because they're called soccer boppers no way yes i've i've never heard that term until i was researching this tonight they're called soccer boppers s o c k e r not sockem boppers
1: oh interesting sockem boppers that's what i remember
0: right that's the correct thing and i googled sockem boppers and it was like no do you mean soccer boppers i was like huh i think a whole generation of us have been duped
1: yeah, I would have said sockem for sure. Am I wrong? It says sockem boppers TV commercial, but maybe <laughs> the, maybe the title's wrong, dude. I and I no, I looked at the
0: graphics and everything. This is
1: soccer boppers. Soccer boppers, right? Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, a children's toy popularized in the late 1990s by Big Time Toys. Uh, and there's spin-offs such as Sakum Swords. Now that's Sakum Swords. They must have changed it sometime since then. Have. Okay, Sakum Shields,
0: Sakum Screamers. Because <laughs> I was thinking that was like, um, well, for example, have you ever heard of the Mandela Effect before? Yeah. The Mandela Effect is when a whole don't don't Google it because it's going to give you this example that I again want to quiz you on. The Mandela Effect is something. This phenomenon, when a whole generation or a whole large group of people, at the very least, all remember something incorrectly. Mm. Yeah. So, what was that? Do you remember that children's book series? And it was bears. And they were a family. What yeah. was it called?
1: Berenstain Bears. Now, I, I I've seen something like this. That's before. exactly
0: what I thought as well. But it's called the Berenstain Bears. Stain is like s t. S-T-A-I-N, not S-T-E-I-N. Oh, interesting. If you look at the spelling, it was never Bernstein Bears. And so we have a whole generation of us 90s kids who are scratching our heads thinking, no, I'm pretty sure it was the Bernstein Bears, but there's no evidence of it. We all remembered it incorrectly. Yeah. It's a Mandela effect. Um, wow. Right? How about moon shoes? Do you remember those? You'd strap in, and they were like these... Uh, these plastic they looked like platform shoes that you'd step into you'd strap in and they were they had um they weren't shoes but they had like rubber things that you could like basically bounce around on oh
1: no i never had that
0: i had those your ankles may be in danger but dang you look and feel cool hit clips hit clips were these little things that you could play music with but it would only be like a minute of your of a Britney Spears song or an NSync song or whoever was big in the 90s and here I go, I feel like I have to burp, but I don't. It's just indigestion because I had only candy today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't spend too much more time on this, but Polly Pocket, of course. And then the, the guy counterpart was Mighty Max. Okay. Everybody went through a yo-yo phase. Everybody wanted a Butterfly yo-yo, of course, which, I mean, Butterfly was like, I think they're just basic brand. Um, Koosh Balls. Yeah. Of course. Laser Challenge. Oh, my gosh. Laser Challenge was like that at-home laser tag kit. Yeah, it was great. Never worked correctly, and it took a zillion batteries, but it was fun when it did work.
1: Yeah,
0: they had unbelievable sounds. Yeah. Um, Trolls, Skip It, Stretch Armstrong, Super Soaker, Easy Bake Oven. Did you ever have Creepy Crawlers? Because Easy Bake Oven is usually they branded it toward, like, girls. Creepy Crawlers was, like, I think it was called Creepy Crawlers. It was like this little oven where you could make, you could like bake gummy looking bugs, fake bugs and stuff. Yeah.
1: You see it? Creepy Crawlers, yeah. Creepy Crawlers? 1993.
0: The first burn that I can ever remember getting like from heat was on a Creepy Crawlers tray. It was at my grandma Bringard's house in Livonia, Michigan on West Chicago. Remember it like it was yesterday. Pain, got a blister, was scared. She iced it. Next day, I was good. Hmm. Grandmas just have a way of doing that. That grandma, (laughs) this is how weird I am. As a kid, and I'm done with the toys, but anyway, that's that's just Nostalgia Factory right there.
1: You remember Furby?
0: Oh, yeah. I have a friend who, um, he said, he was throwing out his Furby one time. He was was like going through, he was moving. This friend, Dan Bishop, he was moving from Connecticut to Michigan, and he was like packing up all this stuff and he came across his Furby and um, <laughs> he said when he was throwing it away, he he threw it away outside in the outside uh, garbage can, put the lid on, and he heard the Furby say, don't kill me. What? <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but if so, it's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I burned myself on a creepy crawler's little metal tray into which you would pour goo and it was in the mold of like an insect centipede or whatever at my grandma's house and when i was a kid at some point my grandma banged her elbow on something so she kind of had like water on her elbow it was like really droopy and for some reason for some reason i just whenever i was over there loved to grab grab on grandma's elbow and just pull on it and stuff i don't know why it's your weenus, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Since moving to Nashville, I have noticed something that has increased in uh, prevalence in my life, and that is the Enneagram. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Yeah. People will meet you and be like, oh, what's your Enneagram number? And you'll be like, oh, so do they'll be like, oh, I can totally see that because this and this and this. Oh, so you don't like this. Oh, no, it's, no. So I definitely know you like this. And you won't get along with this person. But I'm like, hey, I'm not just a number on the Enneagram. I think I identify with this. But um, for those of you who don't have never heard of the Enneagram, I read this book called The, the Road Back to You by a couple people. Ian Morgan Cron, Susan Stabile Stable. The Road Back to You in Enneagram Journey to Self Discovery. I read this book. Can you see it on camera? Yep. I read this book and it basically explains what this is. Basically, it says the Enneagram basically entails nine personality types. The Enneagram teaches that there are nine different personality styles in the world, one of which we naturally gravitate toward and adopt in childhood to cope and feel safe. That's interesting. Big big if true. Big claim. Each type or number has a distinct way of seeing the world and an underlying motivation that powerfully influences how that type thinks, feels, and behaves. Do you know your type,
1: Jordan? No, I don't remember. Okay. I'm bad with like remembering the numbers and stuff like this.
0: Yeah, same. When people ask me what I am, I'm like, I think I'm this, but I don't actually know what it means. I just remember being like, oh, yeah, I identify with that number. So anyway. Type one, the perfectionist. Type two, the helper. That's my mom. Um, type three, the performer. The romantic, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, the peacemaker. I personally identify, yeah, when I read this again, the enthusiast. Here's the summary on the enthusiast. Fun, spontaneous, and adventurous. They are motivated by a need to be happy and to plan stimulating experiences and to avoid pain. That's me. Hi. Don't
1: these usually give you like what the what the typical cons are of it as well? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So your weaknesses and stuff. I want to read that. Yeah. On you. On you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, 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 yeah. I'm not going to hold back right now. Um, Jerk.
1: <laughs> All Dummy.
0: right. Here we go. <laughs> The seven's deadly sin. So each of these have like kind of like a weakness or something that's, yeah, just it's kind of the thorn in their side. Um, This person said, I want to be a seven. When healthy, they might be my favorite number on the Enneagram. Sevens embody joy and a boundless love for life. Most mornings they burst into life like kids who just found out it's a snow day. At the same time, I'm not naive. So here goes. Um, Oh, yeah, so. Sevens crave stimulation. Ask one how much is enough, and they'll say just a little more. That's true. I had to throw away my Oreos today. I threw away the rest of the package because
1: I was like, I can't. I got to stop. You can't hang out on a weekday I because can't. you're just going to say, I want let's more. Hang out for another hour.
0: I've mentioned that before, right? Yep. Yeah, that's so true. I want more. I just I want one more pour. I want one more hang. I want one more laugh. Let's watch one more episode. Whatever. And that's the problem. There's never enough. At least not to satisfy it sevens voracious appetite um, quite literally for me appetite <laughs> sevens want to avoid pain that's so me um, sevens are vulnerable to addiction it's kind of got me pegged low-key I'm not addicted to anything as far as I sevens are spin doctors sevens are masters at what termed is what's termed reframing no 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 it's not that it's not what you think it's this I can sell. You know? Yeah. Wow, this has me pegged, doesn't it? Sevens don't want to be tied down.
1: (laughs) SMDRM.
0: (laughs) Slows me down, restricts me. I don't like to hold hands while I walk. Sevens live for the next adventure. And I'm not kidding. Before we were recording this tonight, I was saying, Jordan, all right, try to get your plans in order so we can go on the bourbon trail. First week of December, blah, blah, blah. Where I'm already planning. I need something to look forward to. Yeah. Anyway. Do you know what you are? No. I'm going to read this again and I'm going to diagnose you.
1: I might have it though. Like I
0: I'd be interested, but I
1: think I have it in an email somewhere. While you
0: check that email. out. While you check that out, I on one hand, I believe this is a wonderful self-awareness tool, you know. On the other hand, you can take it too far in the sense that like I am defined by the words in these pages. No. Like those things that they were saying like sevens are can, can have addictive personalities. They don't like to be tied down, whatever. So on one hand, you can feel framed in and kind of just like, well, you can kind of resign to, okay, well, this is just who I am. This is how I was wired, whatever. But no, in the healthy state, you look at that and you say, okay, here's, my natu- here's some of my natural tendencies and I acknowledge them. And here's what I'm going to do
1: to kind of counteract
0: that or take action against that. Um, do you have anything, George?
1: No, I can't find it. We'll I was actually back. trying to take, uh, or I was trying to look, I, take I've a test a, real quick. <laughs> no, I've got a folder with my Myers Briggs. Oh, cool. So that would kind of maybe line up, but probably not.
0: I'm a, uh, ENTP. Um, yeah, George, you're probably, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know enough to diagnose, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's interesting. It, it It is interesting. Um. And if I, quite honestly, if I read like a a bit more about this and kind of internalized it more, it would help my life. You know, it would help me. Yeah, that's the whole idea. It's not a horoscope. It's not here's how you're going to act. It's, it's more like, hey, here, these might be some of your tendencies, and here's what you want to. So just be aware of that. And the first step to like getting over something is at least you have to know and acknowledge it, and then you can kind of move on, and then it. In that book as well it says here's what a healthy seven looks like here's what an average seven looks like here's what an unhealthy
1: seven looks like yeah so it's cool a lot of people are using these in like work setting right like on their name plates and stuff like that yeah
0: i don't i don't know if the yeah the enneagram is totally like that myers-briggs is totally like that and there's disc like a color one disc a, a I, disc okay. yeah disc i believe i i've never taken that one it's
1: like green gold or, or i think it's a quad it's a circle spectrum? with four quadrants in okay it. yeah
0: um, it's like red. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're talking about different things. It's yeah, totally I possible.
1: But it, it, it basically gives your, the person who's about to come talk to you just like, like a little reminder of, Oh, this person can take things a little more sensitive, yeah you know, uh, sensitively than, than this other person or whatever.
0: Yeah. there this person or yeah. Um, this person is, you know, they'll steamroll you if you, if you approach them softly, so you have to go at them with hard facts. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole idea in those work workplace relationships and stuff, you know.
1: Yeah. We did the Myers Myers Briggs at our at our work. I think it helped. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a good good to get insight on. You know, everybody kind of has like a book cover. It's kind of fun to read the book of everyone, you know, when everyone breaks down and gets humbled out a little bit. Sure. And then you can kind of like just. Be like, oh, what they typically say to me doesn't actually matter. Exactly.
0: If I was, if you and I work together and you got a two word email from me, you would know something's up versus I'm sure other people on your team. If you get a three or four, two or three or four word email from them, you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. No, yeah. that's just how they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For Drew, somebody who loves to communicate and feel and, you know, fun and spontaneous. If you see a two word email from him. Something's up. Something's up. Yeah. He's pissed. Yeah. Or he's sad. Or he's eating Oreos and s'mores for lunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a friend who... Oh, I mentioned him on a past episode. Benner. Ben Weeks. I used to live with him. He was my landlord, so to speak. I rented a, a room in his house. Lived with him for three years. Fun years. Was it three? Anyway. Benner has this thing when he... He'll see somebody on tv or whatever or somebody will come up in conversation and he will just need to like he'll have like a random thought like i wonder how tall that person is or i wonder how many movies that person's been in or i wonder how old that person is and he'll like wikipedia them but recently over the past few years whenever he wikipedia's somebody they die within the next like one or, two or three <laughs> Oh my months. gosh so um Oh my gosh. Why am I blank? Van Halen. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen just died. And in our group chat, our friend Joel texted and everybody was like, Benner, you didn't happen to Wikipedia search Eddie Van Halen recently. Did you? (laughs) He's like, no, but the reason for that is where did I have it written down? Oh, I said, Benner, give me a couple examples of when we, because I was putting this together for today. I said, he just, uh, after watching the, um, the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary series, he Wikipedia searched Jerry Sloan, a coach who's mentioned in the documentary series. And lo and behold, a couple days later, Jerry Sloan dies. Um, a few years ago, George Michael died. And sure enough, Banner had just Wikipedia searched him like a week before. And this has happened a number of times. So anyway, I told him, Ben, listen. Please don't even try, I'm not on Wikipedia, but please don't try to Wikipedia search me or any of my loved ones at all, (laughs) ever, at any time. Um, And that's all I have to say about that. I want to go, do I want to go into this right now? There's a movie that I just saw that I'm excited about. Yeah, let's go into the next segment. Um, What's Drew been watching? I just saw Silence of the Lambs. Have you seen that movie? I've never seen it. Can you find out? Actually, I should have looked at this, but what, what year did that come out? Um, a long time ago. It had to have been like early 90s. Mm, what do you see? Yeah, 91. 91. I was three. February 14th.
1: <laughs> Valentine's Day. Day.
0: Valentine's for some. Um, Yeah, I just saw it. I just watched it. I, was, I don't know. I was feeling kind of spooky. And that's always been a movie that, like, my mom was like, never see this ever. It's the scariest movie of all time. Was it? Was it scary? It was more of like a... It's the loudest... I'm sorry. It's the loudest bottle of all time. And so sorry. It was more of like a psychological thing. Because Anthony Hopkins, who is like this... um, He's a cannibal. He's Hannibal in the movie. But um, the whole time, spoiler alert, he's in prison pretty much the whole movie notice I said pretty much, but he's in prison pretty much the whole movie. And so it's not even him. Who's like the guy that he's not the antagonist. There's some serial killer out there and, and Jody Foster, who is Clarice something or agent Clarice. She's like a trainee in the FBI or CIA or something. She's in like undergrad. She is tasked with talking to Anthony Hopkins while in jail and saying, Hey, Will you help us with this case? Because if so, we can reward you X, Y, and Z ways. And Anthony Hopkins, when he's like providing counsel to her, is just the most haunting. He's he's just so he's he's crazy. On one hand, you're like, it's one of those things, man. It's like the movie or it's like the the series You on Netflix. Yeah. You you root for this guy, but you also hate him. Yeah. You know, and I found myself getting into that boat with here we go with the train this is nice and i found myself getting that way with hannibal as well um but overall like it was just total psychological yeah mind bender and i really liked it and you said you haven't seen it Jordan?
1: no i want to see it
0: you should watch it i yeah. mean it's how it's spooky season yeah it's time to. so you should absolutely see it but anyway for that's what i've been watching silence of the lamps bye love that movie though. Low key. Probably watch it again this this holiday season. <laughs> Halloween holiday. Although I never really got into Halloween. Like I'm not a huge Halloween guy. Are you?
1: No. Monica is yeah. total Gr- Halloween. Like, she loves costumes.
0: Costumes, especially couples costumes, doing all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kids. Uh, kids. <laughs> kids costumes. What are the kids What are you guys going to be? I'm sure a family of you're going to be a-
1: We literally had this conversation as I was walking out the door to come here.
0: Really? Did you come to a verdict or just yeah. brainstorming? So, <laughs> Can you share or should you
1: not? No, I can share. Uh, wait, I might not remember. Okay, the last thing that we were going to be, um, I don't remember what Monica and I are going to be, but Jude's going to be a barista. <laughs> <laughs> and Blakely's going to be a Frappuccino. And she's got like the the... The Costumes for it and stuff, that's
0: so cute.
1: The other one was going to be uh, Jude being a barista is funny. The other one was Jude, was gonna Jude is going to be a poli- three year old, yeah. three year old son, uh, <laughs> Jude is uh, uh, another option was Jude's a police officer, love it. Blakely's a donut, and Monica and I are both like robbers, like the white and black stripe, with- yeah, yeah, could be fun.
0: That's a fun idea, yeah. I don't, I don't, doing like eye black,
1: like yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. um. That's fun. Is your neighborhood gonna do a thing again? And I'll come by in normal clothes, and be, people will be like, "What are you?" I'm just, I don't know. I'm just,
1: yeah, just here for the chili. Yeah, it <laughs> was good.
0: And then your neighbor, never mind. Um, you know, I was going with that. H o t hot. hot. Hey. A woman in their neighborhood said I was h o t hot. hot. Well, that's a funny way of saying it too. H o t hot just means you really. Did, mean I just it. mean like, just stronger emphasis.
1: Yeah, he's hot. He is H-O-T hot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we love to hear it. Um, John Connor with the John Versations podcast, he's been uh, just helpful in helping us get up and running because um, a lot of like planning and a lot of tech, it's not just like turning on a camera and talking, obviously. We've got a lot of gear and stuff. But John Connor has been a really good resource. And recently on his podcast, he gave us a really, really kind... Really wonderful little shout out. So I just want to say, after you're done listening with us, there's another good podcast coming out of Nashville called John Versations. J-O-H, again, I have a hard time spelling things when I can't see it. J-O-H-N, Versations. It's all one word. John Connor, he's a great guy, Nashville guy, sweetheart, but he's also from Metro Detroit. We used to play in bands with him and stuff, and just a good guy. So John, if you're listening to this, love you, buddy. I'm going to be on your podcast soon, maybe vice versa you play your cards right um oh i want to go in today i in two today i learned i have some facts for you today jordy i like that here we go i should just really i need like a confidence monitor right here where i don't have to have paper i could just that'll be an after That'll be when we are monetizing this like mad and we just can't get enough, like sponsors just can't pay us enough to get on our show. I'll be like, okay, well, you need to buy us a confidence monitor. Yep, That should be what, a couple months, you think, from now?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never know. You if just You guys, never know. If you guys share with share this podcast with people, maybe, hey, maybe Dickies will even give us a, <laughs> a, a nod. Honestly, I don't even need a Dickies sponsorship. I just want a lifetime supply of big yellow cups. We love them in this family. I do want a Dickie's sponsorship, though. Um, but, yeah, Dickie's Barbecue Pit. If you haven't been there, check them out. There's one in your town. Guarantee it. And you get these big yellow cups. And, actually, I don't know if you've seen this, if you follow their social media, but they have pink, big yellow pink cups.
1: I've seen that, yeah. They're pink.
0: When we went to Dickie's, they were, they did not have pink cups.
1: No. Special?
0: Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see see what that's saying. It might be like charity. Like pink is often associated with like Susan G. Komen or breast cancer awareness or stuff like this.
1: So yeah, that Dickies was good, man. Oh, So good. We'd love to see it
0: anyway. Listen to this today. I learned that the only reason indigo was included in the Roy G. Biv rainbow spectrum was because Sir Isaac Newton considered seven, a sacred number and didn't want the rainbow to be unsacred. 'Cause I've always thought that too. Indigo is like a transitionary color. It's like it's 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 bluish purple, right? Yeah, it's like not red. No, no, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Indigo and violet is purple. Indigo is just this transitionary between blue and violet. It doesn't really it's not truly a color. You know?
1: Yeah. Like cyan. <sighs> yeah. Like cyan,
0: yeah, exactly. Magenta. Turfles. Yeah. Pink? pink isn't on here it's not one of the fundamentals but anyway I yeah if I was putting together a, a, if you said hey Drew you need all just like six or seven essential colors here are some crayons you can only pick six or seven essential colors indigo wouldn't be one of them yeah it's negligible um but seven is seven is like throughout the bible for example seven is kind of a number of like completeness The seven day week seven day creation whatever whether or not you take that literally Um, but it does yeah I think historically seven is like a number of like completeness yeah it's kind of like a square number but it's not anyway today I learned while driving in Wisconsin Elvis Presley drove up on a man being assaulted by two others Elvis got out and in karate stance threatened to take the two shocked thieves on a moment a monument now marks the scene where Elvis saved the day Imagine if you were, if you were one of these two guys beating up on somebody on the side of the road, and Justin Timberlake gets out and he's like, "Do you want to keep doing what you're doing? Because I'm, I know I'm trained in karate." That'd be wild. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Could you imagine? John Mayer comes out and he's like, "Buckle up, boys. You better get out of here." Or if Elvis, <laughs> Elvis in modern day, Elvis, you were supposed to have died, like. 40 years ago. When did Elvis die? Like a
1: die? B- thunderbird, just like <laughs> yeah, convertible. Like, like out of the, like he's he's here from the past. He's totally like. <sighs> he's holding a surfboard. You want to take me on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did Elvis die out of curiosity? Look. I don't know anything.
1: I was just reading something about like his estate, how it's like a museum or something like that. Graceland? Yeah. Where is that? That's down here, isn't it? 77 he died. August August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven. Okay, so by my calculations, that's thirty. That's forty-four years ago. Yeah, Graceland's in Memphis. Forty.
0: It's forty-three years ago. I know math. I'm a human calculator.
1: It's in Texas, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, Oh. yeah. (laughs) Man, I was walking. (laughs)
0: Honestly, it's too high for me. Wow, my eyes are watering like I just ate a lemon warhead. Speaking of 90s throwbacks, today I learned that Eddie Van Halen and his wildly customized guitar soared in popularity. You've seen that guitar before. It looks like it's it's going around right now. Um, it's like red and white and black, and it's just like, it looks like a, yeah, like a Picasso painting, but in modern day. He started, so when he, after that guitar started, rising in popularity, he started adding non-functional modifications to confuse commercial imitators. So in other words, it was getting all popular and then all these knockoffs were coming up as well. And so he started adding like knobs and switches that didn't do anything. And so these people are probably scratching their heads being like, what? I can't figure out. Well, yeah, it doesn't seem to be this or that. So anyway, that's clever. That's awesome. Isn't that nice? Um, I think that might be all I have for today. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, please subscribe and follow and like and the best thing you can do for us, I mean, if you like what you're hearing, you know, the best thing that you can do is simply share this with, with friends. You don't need to post it on your Instagram or your Facebook or anything, but literally text your friends, text the group chat and be like, hey, this podcast is worth checking out. And here I sound like I'm selling to you. I'm telling you to only do this if you want. (laughs) If you like what you're hearing. Right, Jordan? I mean, that's fair. That's a fair appeal, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need a little push. You need a push. It's not something you do in your natural state. But I'm asking you, hey, if you like this, then do this. And then I can get a confidence monitor so I don't have to use paper. And we're saving trees. So you're really helping the environment. All that to say, thanks as always for watching the Stouting Off podcast or listening to the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Bye.